Welcome to GCAF Manila Podcast. Listen to God's Word on the go and on demand. Okay, mapagpalang umaga sa lahat. Kamusta po kayo? Ano po? Um, nalimutan ko yung Bisaya, but uh, welcome po sa akin dito sa Manila. Feeling ko taga Jensen na ako. I was there for four nights and five days to be exact, no? I've seen yung mga bahay po, ay hindi pala mga bahay, mga kalupaan ng mga taga-Jensen dito, lalo na sa Palumulok, no? Napakalawak po ng lupa po ng mga ni Mark doon, no? Oo, pero yung matatanaw daw niya sa kanya, pero yung titulo hindi nakapangalan sa kanya, no? Yung mga ganun ba? But uh, me, uh, Pastor William, Pastor Jeter, and sino pa ba kasama na? Pastor Peniel was there. We are so very uh, uh, joyful to have that fellowship and to have a walking marathon <laughs> for the first time. After two years, napakalayo na nilakad namin. Uh, Pastor William, sabi nga ni Pastor William kay Pastor Jeter, pwede ba dalin mo na yung van dito? Kasi talaga, akala ko nagbibiro si Pastor William, totoo pala yon. <laughs> But anyway, I just want to say na indeed God is so good. Nakabalik kami na safe and sound at buo. Yun yung sabi ni Pastor Jetta. At least may balik daw ako ng buo. So again, magandang umaga and happy love month to everyone. No? So, mapasingle ka man ngayon, may pinagpipray ka man ngayon, o meron ka mang kasintahan, still happy love month to everyone. Now, Ano po masasabi natin dito sa picture na nakikita natin? If there is one word you're going to describe the picture, ano yun? Ano po? Lavished. Sa'yo, Hab, ano sa'yo? Wala lang, sanay, sanay kayata na ganyan lagi, ano? Rich kid. Bahay, ganyan yung bahay niya, ano? Hindi kami makarelate, rich kid ka kasi, na-joke lang. Now, if there's one word like lavish, bonga, sobrang dami, no? Uh, kitang-kita na natin, hindi nagtipid. It's really, kung sa akin, ang word ko is extravagant, no? Beyond extravagant. Now, kaya ito yung picture kasi kakagaling lang namin ng kasalan. Si Francis ay hindi pa rin ako makapaniwalang kinasal na by the grace of God. So, may pag-asa talaga, mga kapatid, no? So, we praise God. Kinasal na ating kapatid sa Panginoon, si Francis. And so, ganito kaya, kung ganito yung handaan na makikita mo, anong may isip natin? Inisip natin siguro, grabe siguro kayaman yung nagpakasal. Yung iba naman, ang isip na, grabe siguro kamahal nung expenses jan Hindi yung pagmamahalan nila, no? Yung expenses. But I just want us to have a picture looking at this image of what God's love is sa atin. And if there's, one, if, if there's one expression I will say this morning is that love, the love of God is beyond extravagance. Ang pag-ibig ng Diyos ay higit pa sa bonggang-bongga na alam natin. And we can see that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. 
Let's study our passage. Oh, basahin natin. The Word of God said in verse 1 to 10, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom all we, once we lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, take note of this word, no, but God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with Him, seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages, He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In these 10 verses, we're going to study the extravagance, no? the extravagant love of God, or should I say the love that is beyond extravagance. Ephesians 2 verse 1. Ten. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. I pray that you will empower us once again to study it. I pray that the Spirit is going to move our hearts and focus on how great your love is sa aming mga buhay. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, we always say God loves you. And and has a wonderful plan for you, CCC, no? We always agree, tayo mga Kristiyano, that God loves us. But if I'm going to ask the question, have you ever tried to measure the love of God for you? Because it's one thing to say, yes, I know, Jesus loves me. May kanta pa nga, no? Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. But have you ever measured it? No? And then someone will say, You know, I cannot measure the love of God. Yes, it's immeasurable, but can you measure it? Immeasurable nga, can you measure it? What I mean is, can you imagine it? Have you tried to imagine it? Have you tried to put value to it? No? Because this morning, we will try to put an image of how extravagant the love of God is. We will try to do the impossible, measuring the immeasurable through the truth of 
how does God express? Paano ba in-express ng Panginoon ang kanyang pagmamahal sa atin? No? How does God express yung kanyang pagmamahal sa atin so that we can have a picture on how we can put measure sa pagmamahal ng Diyos? No? Marami dito mga engineer, marami dito pang business ad. So, we always, account, lalo na yung mga accountant, no? You always want to make things tangible. Tama ba? And so how can we make the love of God tangible? And this is the perfect verse, I think. In the, in the series that we're going to study, we are going to study love in the book of Ephesians. We're going to try to see how tangible love is. Because a lot of times, inisip natin, love is intangible. And therefore, There are times we do not appreciate the greatness of God's love. Yung kadakilaan ng pagmamahal sa atin ng Diyos. So there are two expression no, ng extravagant love ng Panginoon sa atin. Una sa atin text, extravagant in our deliverance. And then second is extravagant in our destiny. Pinalaya po kasi ako ni Pastor William sa three points. Sabi niya, hindi naman totoo na kailangan three points lagi. So ngayon, two points lang ako ngayon. No? Nung, nung, nung wedding, two points lang din ako nung nag-share ako doon. Now, when I use the word extravagant, nakita niyo naman yung picture. So let's study it on how does God shows yung kanyang pagmamahal in paano niya tayo niligtas. No? Kasi ngayon, we always... Think, ah, paano ka niligtas ng Panginoon? Nag-pray ako ng sinner's prayer. Ligtas na ako. As simple as, Lord, I receive you in my heart. But, bakit ganong kadali? Bakit ganong ah, lang yung, yung, yung pinagagawa ng Panginoon? Bakit by faith lang? Ano yung prosesong ginawa ng Diyos sa pagliligtas sa atin? So, let's study how does God express yung kanyang pagmamahal una sa pagliligtas sa atin mula sa ating mga kasalanan. Alam niyo po, in verse 1 to 3, the word of God said, we are dead in the trespasses and sins. This is who we are. In other words, there is nothing about you that is lovable in the eyes of God. This is the default state natin. No one among us can say that perhaps Jesus died for me kasi cute na cute siya sa akin. So, the first thing we need to realize, real talk, sino ka ba para mahalin ng Panginoon? The answer I am not lovable. Why? Because I am actually considered as dead. Dead. May in love ba kayo sa zombie? Siguro doon sa all of us died dahil may mga half zombie doon. All of us will die ba? Nalimutan ko yung title. No? Natapos ko doon sa ano, sa Hotel, no nagkasakit ako, di ko alam ba't may zombie-zombie doon. No? May half-zombie doon. But, you know, 
The reality is, no one in the right mind na magmamahal sa isang bangkay. Isang bangkay. And so this is our the reality of who we are. Dead. Not only dead, we are sons of disobedience. We are by nature children of wrath. But, ito yung mga matitinding mga words sa Bible pag may nakita kang, but, lalo na pag may karugtong na, but God. There is a great turning point. Every time you will read the Bible, take note of that. Kung pwede mo lagyan ng tao na guhit, pag may nakita ka dyan na but God, from this extremity to another wonderful extremity. From the very negative sense, parang napakakawawang kalagayan, papunta sa napakataas na promotion. But God, patay tayo, we are nothing, there is nothing to love about us. But God, ano daw siya, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which He loved us. Even when we were dead. Sa Tagalog, kahit na tayo pa ay patay pa sa ating mga kasalanan, binuhay tayo kasama si Kristo. Sa pamamagitan ng biyaya, kayo ay nangaligtas. Now, this is very rich in theology sa mga sa library nakakita ko na about this topic, ganito kakapal na sulat ng theologian and I will try to explain in 20-30 minutes. Imagine, God is holy, banal. He is not even worthy to look at something that is decaying. And yet, the Word of God said, hindi lang nakuha yung atensyon, but He loved us even nung panahon na tayo ay patay pa sa ating mga spirito. No? Now, let's talk about ano bang characteristics of dead. There was a seminary teacher nagsabi na sa Amerika sabi, alam nyo, in the homiletics class, dinadala daw niya yung kanyang mga isudyante sa isang sementeryo at pinagpipreach. Pinapatapos ang isang sermon. May isang isudyante nagtanong, Prof, bakit mo ginagawa to? Wala naman nakakakinig sa akin. Ang sabi ng professor ng preaching, that's, that is exactly what you're doing when you are preaching to the people na wala pang paniniwala kay Kristo. Now, ano ang mga karakteristik ng, ng, ng patay? Una, unresponsive. Nakita na ba kayo ng patay na gumagalaw? Ang gagawin niyo pag nakakita, tatakbo kayo. Di ba? Ang sasabihin ng mga doktor na clinically dead kasi unresponsive. 
Kahit anong stimulant ang gamitin, kahit na kilitiin, tusukin, ano pang i-inject, hindi na magre-respond. So in other words, yung tayo na wala pa kay Kristo, yung default na tayo, we are unresponsive. In whatever God is going to tell us, we are an unresponsive. Hey, Pastor, why, why do I have the sense of good and right? That is given even... Kasi kumain nga tayo ng... Kumain ng bunga ng pinagbabawal na prutas si Adan. Kaya alam mo na yung tama at mali. No? It's not because you have conscience, but that's your natural state. We are dead. Unresponsive. Because of fall... Because of what happened doon kay Adan, we cannot choose to truly obey God and nothing we do is acceptable to the Holy God. Therefore, sabi ng Romans 5.12, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through, through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Romans 5.12 Alam niyo ba, DOA na tayo bago pa tayo. DOA tayo nung dumating sa mundo. Alam niyo yung DOA? Dead on arrival. Pagkapanganak pa lang natin, declared na tayo by default, spiritually dead. Minana natin ang kasalanan na yung nature ng pagiging makasalanan. Eh pastor, hindi. Mabait ako ng bata talaga. So talaga, hindi ka nakapagsinungaling. No? Hindi pastor kasi ano, talagang ko ako lang talaga, hindi ako ma, 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 ano, da, nagkasala ako kasi yung kapitbahay ko eh. And a lot of times ganun yung ating pakiramdam ng mga tao, they they are thinking na ang reason kung bakit sila nagkasala kasi may ibang tao na pinilit silang magkasala. Ang totoo, it's our nature. It's our nature. Lahat tayo pipiliin natin by default kung ano yung hindi gusto ng Diyos. Kung meron man tayong gagawin parang mabuti sa, mat, sa mabuting bagay, it is because we want to impress people but not to worship God. That's our default. Because we are dead. We are dead. Pangalawang definition ng dead is decaying. Sabi ng Ephesians, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. We are morally corrupt. Man is morally corrupt. Kaya if we are going to, to really assess, ano po, Manonood tayo ng mga debates ng mga presidential And we always say, yung iba siguro nag-iisip, ang pag-asa ng bayan ay yung iboboto nila. You can contribute something good, but that's not the real hope. The reason why everything is morally corrupt, there is corruptness in every system na makikita natin in our society because mankind is decaying. We are morally corrupt. Pangatlo, 
A dead person can help himself. Hindi niya kayang tulungan ng kanyang sarili. We're by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Pag sinabing children of wrath, you are destined to doomed. Destined na parusahan. In Revelations 21 verse 8, the Word of God said, But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion shall be, will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Take note of this. No, Yung word is second death. Bakit second death? Ano yung first death? Nung si Adan nagkasala, spiritually dead na tayo. And then the second death is that physically with our body and with our soul, with our spirit, tayo ay nandoon sa lake of fire. And this is literal because a lot of, they say they are evangelical, are now teaching na walang hell. Hell is just, you know, it's just a metaphor. But this is really clear, second death. Namatay na tayo, na we cannot respond well to God. The second, the destination of that person, by default, is to, para ako magmumura, you know, go to hell. Para nagmumura lang. Ay pupunta sa impyerno. This is who we are by default. This is where God deliver us from. Ginito tayo yung pinanggalingan natin. No? Ito tayo. We cannot help ourselves. We cannot claim. Pagdating natin doon sa langit, pupunta tayo doon kung si San Pedro man yung nauuna daw doon, kung siya man, pero hindi naman siguro. Tatanungin ba niya sa'yo na, ba't ka pupunta dito? Sabi mo kasi tinanggap ko si Jesus. Actually, hindi mo makiklaim yun. Because if you cannot respond, if you are morally corrupt, how can you choose what is good if you're morally corrupt by default? If you cannot, if you are children of wrath, ibig sabihin, you are destined na talagang dapat dun tayo sa impyerno pupunta. But, ito yung good news. But, God, But God, being rich in mercy, ang Diyos mayaman sa habag, ang Diyos na habag sa atin, na habag sa ating kalagayan, kalunos-lunos na kalagayan spiritually, minahal niya tayo. At binuhay niya tayo kasama ni Kristo. Now what, is, what does this verse is telling us? You know, ang dating kasi ng ating kaligtasan is that parang ang kaligtasan is tayo yung dahilan na naligtas tayo. As if meron tayong dinagdag sa kaligtasan binigay ng Diyos sa atin. Kung patay ka, logic lang, no? Kung patay ka noon, 
may magagawa ba ang patay? So in other words, bago mo man gawin yung sinner's prayer, binuhay ka na ng Panginoon para maintindihan natin yung mensahe ng kaligtasan sa pamamagitan ni Kristo. Para makarespond tayo doon sa katotohanan ng banal na Espiritu na kinukonvict yung ating mga puso. Without the mercy of God, without God loving us first, even when we are dead, we cannot respond. Amen? So can you measure that kind of love? Can you now picture out kung gaano kadakila yung pagmamahal ng Diyos sa atin? Because we might be tempted, like for me, I may be tempted to think, niligtas ako ng Panginoon because by the way, I'm going to serve Him in the future. Nakita yun ng Panginoon from the beginning. That's not what this verse is telling. Nakita ng Diyos, patay tayo. At nahabag siya. Kaya binuhay niya muna tayo para malaman natin yung katotohanan. Amen? Nag-gets po natin, no? This is important to know. Bakit? Because this is how we can really say that the love of God is unconditional. Because out of no logical reason would someone love the non-functional, non-responsive, morally decaying person. But God loves us so much that even in that state, He loved us and gave His Son to make us alive through Christ. At hindi lang yan. Di ba patay, hindi makarespond. So habang, imagine niyo yung time that you respond in the gospel, habang nakikinig ka ng gospel that time, o yung bawat isang kumilala sa Panginoon, o yung nakikinig ngayon, I hope God is going to make your spirit alive. Sigurado ng Panginoon na makarespond ka rin. Is it that, kasi sa double, yung isa sa double, ano eh, double predestination daw, masyadong negative sa akin, no? Double security ginawa ng Diyos. Tama. Sisiguraduhin kanya niya na ikaw na kanyang kinahabagan, yung mga taong kinahabagan niya will respond. Tama. It's a matter of focus. And I don't see na in-emphasize sa Bible yon Ang nakita ko in-emphasize is this the double security. Patay ka noon. Hindi mo kayang maintindihan ng katotohanan ng salitaan ng Diyos. Ang ginawa ng Diyos, sige, bubuhayin ko nga to. And then, sinare yung gospel sa'yo. Naintindihan mo yung kadakilaan ng Panginoon na siya yung tagapagligtas at siya yung paraan patungo sa langit. And then you respond, you prayed, umiiyak ka pa. And then when you respond, you grow in faith. And you know, when you are now growing in faith, kahit nag-groaning ka pa in faith, that's still gift of God. 
He made you alive. Amen. He made you alive. He doesn't give you a religion. He gives you a life. You know, <clears throat> kung pag-aaralan natin ang mga religion sa mundo, lahat magtuturo na para maligtas ka, kailangan i-earn mo yun. Kaila, parang credit points, no? Kailangan i- ano, i-earn mo. Pero only yung mga apostol ng ating Panginoon Jesus at mismong si Jesus lamang ang nagtuturo na you will not earn yung papunta doon sa langit. I will give it as mercy to everyone na bubuhayin niya spiritually. That's mercy. Moving on. We can only fully understand the measure and greatness of God's love by understanding how unlovable we are, impossible to love, especially by the Holy God. And yet He chose to do the impossible, the Holy God loving wretched sinners unconditionally. From sinner to being saved. In verse 8 to 9, sabi, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. No? It is the gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. You know what religion will do to people? Because the religion will, will tell, no? Mga religion, maraming religion magtuturo. You will earn your way to heaven, so prove yourself, be faithful to doing this set of rules. And then anong tingin na isang religious person na sumusunod strictly doon sa set of rules na iniisip niya that will make him, make him earn heaven? Titignan niya iba, wintas na, no? wala yan, sa impyerno pupunta yan. Pero sometimes tayo, pwede tayong ganun. Ah, wala yan. Hindi niya tinanggap si Jesus sa impyerno pupunta yan. Hindi niya ako katulad. Hmm, sige, kayo. Hindi dapat ganun because we need to look at it as this. Our salvation is not our own doing. We are not better person to anyone dito sa mundo. You are favored. But not, that favor is not earned. Ang tawag nga dyan, grace. Ano yung grace? Unmerited favor. Binigay ng Panginoon ng walang kapalit, walang point system. He just generously give it. Anong purpose nun? Kasi, No one should boast. Para hindi tayo magmalaki. As I've said, kung ang salvation na iniisip natin is by own works, then lahat tayo dito magpapataasan tayo ng ihi. Lahat tayo dito magkukumperan tayo ng good works natin sa bawat isa. Lahat tayo dito magsasabi, sino ang pinakamaraming points sa langit? Di ba? Maririnig natin yan, minus points ka na sa langit. By the way, 
Do not use that kahit sa joke because that is never true. Oh, minus points ka sa langit. Narinig niyo sa mga workmate Pag nag-trash talk no, sa Dota, narinig ka, minus points ka sa langit. That's not true. You cannot have any points papunta sa langit. We cannot boast, di ba? No one should boast. Anong dapat ipagmamalaki natin? I am a recipient of God's grace. I am dead, made alive by Christ. And now I am a sinner saved by grace. Can you now see the measure of God's love sa buhay mo? Is there anything you have done to be accepted by God? The answer, we are just received mercy. Mercy. Unmerited favor from God, including your faith. Not our own doing. Gift of God. Talagang regalo lang ito. Kasi kung hindi regalo, ano yan, uh, reward of God. God rewards us for our good works, pero hindi po yung salvation yun. Not a result of our own works, because God doesn't want us to boast. Boast. Eternal security by God's grace. If salvation is, an, is in accordance to the richness of God's grace, we can say that nothing can ever invalidate, disqualified, or destroy it. Because the one who gives it is also the one who secures it through the perfect work of Christ on the cross. Therefore, it is never possible that those who received such grace, yung kaligtasan ng Panginoon, will ever be condemned again. Amen? Isn't it amazing? If your salvation is by God's grace, then what can disqualify you from being saved? Meron ba? Wala. Kasi nga, unmerited. If you receive mercy. And today, sa mga kasama po namin nanonood, nag-worship with us, if you still not sure kung saan pupunta sa oras ng kabatayan, Ito po yung regalo ng Diyos, kaligtasan sa pamamagitan ni Kristo. Pangalawa, extravagant in our destiny. Verse 6, 7 to 10. In verse 6, bakit tayo niligtas ng Panginoon? Sabi na verse 6, And raise us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, it doesn't, na binig, hindi lang po tayo binigyan ng Diyos ng deliverance, pero binigyan kanya ng destiny. Destiny. Hindi ba ito hinahanap ng generation natin ngayon? A sense of direction or a sense of destiny. Isn't it amazing na hindi ka lang, halimbawa, si Mark nalulunod sa isang lugar, 
niligtas, nilagay doon sa bangka. Tapos, yung bangka, nandun pa rin sa gitna ng dagat, wala naman direksyon. Doon lang siya sa gitna. Hindi ba gusto natin, pag niligtas tayo, pupunta tayo sa pangpang, may patutunguhan. In the same way, ang kaligtasan na binigay ng Diyos sa atin, may patutunguhan. No, it's not uh, abstract lang. You decide anong gagawin mo sa buhay mo. God has given us a destiny. Una, we are saved to see more of the greatness of His grace. Kung iniisip natin na yung kaligtasan, yung climax ng grace ng Panginoon, nagkakamali tayo. Because sa sabi na salita ng Panginoon, so that in the coming ages, He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Ano ibig sabihin ng verse na to? Yung biyaya ng Diyos, there is more to come. The best is yet to come. There is a verse in the Bible, the mercies of the Lord are new every morning. John Piper said that ang kanyang iniisip doon sa langit, ang puso daw natin will expand doon yung magandang enlargement of the heart. Bakit? It will enlarge because kailangan natin saluhin yung mga joys na ibibigay pa ng Panginoon sa atin. Every day, kapatid, is a new grace. Every day is an opportunity to test the grace of God sa buhay mo. So that God will prove, God will show how gracious He is sa buhay mo. Every season ng buhay mo. Ito yung, ito yung destiny binigay niya sa'yo. He will show you the riches of His grace. I remember David saying in Psalm 23, Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Pero mas malupit ito. Because surely, the riches of His grace shall follow me in the coming ages. What's the meaning of coming ages? In eternity. Now, tomorrow, and forever. Have you? Do you understand kung ano meaning nito? Na hindi ka isang kawawang tao. Hindi ka isang tao na parang walang patutunguan. You will always be a person that will move forward. Bakit? Because ito yung sabi ng Panginoon. Niligtas ka niya to show you His grace para ipakita sa iyo ang kanyang biyaya. Yan yung, at, yan yung ating destiny. I don't know what you're experiencing right now. Is there a sense of fear in the future? Is there a sense of uncertainty? Perhaps you're frustrated about your work Frustrated about how Omicron disrupted a lot of our plans, how COVID, you know, destroyed a lot of our momentums. But this is good news. Because your situation 
is actually God's opportunity to show you His grace. One of our, one of the pastoral team who happened to be working in a corporate, I remember him, si Vianza to, pasensya na Vianza, hindi ako nakapagpaalam. He was praying, Lord, ang hirap man ang sales ko kasi yung product ko is not that ganun ka-saleable, no? Mahirap ibenta. May pandemic pa. So for how many months yun, Pastor? Mga four months, pinagpipray ang prayer ko, sales, 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 tumaas. Then may internal na kailangan pang ayusin na process. And then one month, November, biglang sabi niya, praise God, na hit yung sales. December, praise God, na hit yung sales. January, Omicron, third week pa lang, na hit ang sales. Brad, ito yun. This is what it means. When you are a people of destiny, yung akala mo, parang mahihirapan ka nung sa'yo, yung akala mo na parang pahirap sa'yo, God can turn it around and show to people, this person is a person of destiny because he received my grace. Sa work, marahil lagi kang pinapagalitan. Pero na-promote ka, brad, ha? Tama ba? Because of grace. Lunukin mo yung paghalit ng, ng, um, ng, may, ano yan, ng manager. I-claim mo yung grace ng Panginoon. Lord, you, I know you are gracious and patient to me. At kaya mo kong baguhin. Transition in lives. O, sa buhay natin. Claim the grace of God. We might be overwhelmed with responsibilities or perhaps God has given us a vision na parang, Lord, paano man namin to i-fulfill? But let us remember this, that we are actually destined to experience the riches of His grace. Amen? You may not see it, but God is working out 10,000 things behind your back so that He will shower you with His grace. That's how extravagant the love of God sa'yo. Now, just reflect back. Saan ka galing? Jensen, hindi, joke lang. Saan ka galing? Hindi ba ang layo na ng kung saan ka nakarating? Dati, naglalakad lang ako. Ngayon, may kotse na ako. Dati ang problema ko, pamasahe sa motor. Ngayon, problema ko, pang-register. No? Tapos, riklariklamo pa tayo. Bakit laging kulang? Tumaas lang yung ano mo. Level mo. Pero hindi lang sa material things. May problema ka sa tahanan. May problema yung parents mo, relationship nila. May problema ka sa relationship mo ngayon. Be patient and claim the grace of God. You will see in the future. You are people. You are a person of destiny. Kung meron kang Panginoon sa puso mo, ikaw ay kanyang anak, you are a person of destiny. Remind yourself of that. Verse, itong verse na ito, ito yung reason ba't kanya niligtas? He will show you the riches of His grace in the midst 
of all the seasons ng buhay mo. Not only that, but also, we are people of destiny because we are saved to serve. Amen? Saved to serve. For we are His workmanship. In the Greek word, it's yung pinanggalingan ng word na poem. It means you are His masterpiece. Wow! Wow, tignan nyo yung, yung, ano, yung, yung progression, no? Dead, decaying, children of wrath, but God, love us, seated us in high places, make us princes and princesses, saved us by God's grace, secured our salvation, Showering us with His grace because we are His masterpiece. From dust to life. From dead to life. Wow. You are saved to serve. You are a workmanship of God for Good works. Good works is actually the result of your salvation. Amen? We are saved for that. God prepared it beforehand. A lot of us are thinking, what will be my impact in this life? What will be my legacy? The good news is, God has prepared it before the foundation of the world. The only thing you need to do is to engage that destiny. Claim it. Parang kay Arlo, no? what will be your mark? The answer to that, God already planned it for you. Ang tanong, will you cooperate with God? Amen? Kaya sabi po na salita ng Panginoon, so this is not passive na, this is now yung active participation natin. Active na dapat to, kasi yung salvation kay God lahat, ito active na to. Kasi sabi dito, we should walk in them. Walk in them. Kaya mga kapwa ko millennial, laks, feeling bata. Binibayak. Huwag nyo nang isipin na may halaga ba ako sa mundo? Ang sagot, you are God's masterpiece. May impact ba ako? Aralin mo yung salita ng Diyos. Sumali ka doon sa small group mo. Maging faithful ka kasi tuturo sa yung purpose-driven life. Madidiscover mo yung purposes mo. Hindi natin siguro pa ngayon ma-imagine kung ano yon pero alam, ako, tiwala ako kung paano gumawa ang Diyos. It's really a masterpiece. Amen? Kaya the way I look at you, lahat po na naririto at nasa, hindi ko man kayo nakikita online, watch, worshiping us online, 
Can you tap yourself? I am God's masterpiece. Amen? Amen ba? Pag minumura ka ng kapitbahay mo, I am God's masterpiece. Hanggang dyan lang yan. No? Pagka nawawalan ka na ng pasensya, hindi ako pwede manapak kasi I am God's masterpiece. Remind yourself, you are a people. We are people of destiny. So in application, bago yan, sabi ni Ernest Renan, He whom God has touched will always be a being apart. He is whatever he may do, a stranger among men, but he is marked by a sign. He is marked by a sign. Let's apply grace. Every day sa buhay natin. Ano yung grace as an application? Una, gratefulness. In the greatness of His grace on daily basis. Live gratefully, uh, with gratefulness. Second, reach out. Reach out to those who also need to experience God's love. Third, appropriate the mercy you receive from God to others. Maging merciful din tayo. Baka naman tayo kinahabagan, tayo walang mercy, no? Sa, sa laro lang pwedeng walang mercy kasi matatalo kayo. Letter C, collaborate with others in spreading God's love. Kasi we cannot do it alone. We need collaboration. Kaya nga may small group tayo. We need each other to fulfill the purposes of God. Lastly, Engage your purpose. Don't be passive in fulfilling it. Engage your purpose. In one song by Daniel Bell, Ordinary People, sabi niya, Oh, just like that little lad who gave Jesus all he had. How the multitudes were, was fed with a fish and loaves of bread. What you have may not seem much, but when you yield it to the touch of the Master's loving hand, then you will understand how your life could never be the same. You are people of destiny by the hand of God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for how extravagant ang pagmamahal niyo sa amin. From our deliverance to the destiny you have prepared for us, we praise you for your love is extravagant. I pray that this will be our guidance and our inspiration to fulfill the destiny you have prepared for us. Thank you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Join the GCAF Manila community on Facebook and other social media platforms for more. Together, let's continue to obey beyond borders.